Moonlight streamed through gaps in the leafy canopy, casting shivering patterns on the forest floor. The rogue, clad in a cloak of night and wielding an ebony bow, weaved through the maze of trees with supernatural agility. His muscles, coiled like springs, propelled him onto a gnarled branch, where he paused to catch his bearings. Leaves seemed to bend toward him, whispering dire warnings and hidden paths into his attentive ears. The weight of rumor pressed on his mind, this unholy orchard was home to a vile witch who stole children to cultivate her twisted grove. The trees here were not born of seed and soil, but rather from the wrenched-out hearts of the young and innocent. Ahead, the rogue sensed a malice that twisted the very air, making it thick and hard to breathe. He tightened his grip on the bow, his fingers caressing the knocked arrow as his eyes scanned for traps. Just as he suspected, thorns suddenly erupted from the ground in a deadly dance, spikes gnarled and dripping with a substance that sizzled upon contact with the earth. But the rogue was already in motion. Muscles contracting, he launched into a backflip, the thorns missing him by mere inches, and landed deftly on a branch high above. From this new perch, his eyes caught sight of something that tightened his chest, a faint glimmering in the deeper darkness, like fireflies caught in a spider's web. Except these were not insects, but tiny human figures, their outlines glowing dimly. They were confined in cages made of twisted branches that seemed to pulse with a sickening life of their own. The stolen souls of children, trapped in a state between existence and oblivion. Adrenaline coursing through his veins, the rogue knew he had no time to waste. Taking careful aim, he let loose a flurry of arrows, each one enchanted to shatter dark magic. The arrows found their marks, each striking a cage with unerring accuracy. Upon impact, the magical constructs splintered like glass, freeing the trapped souls within. With a flick of his wrist, he drew a dagger etched with runes, landing gracefully beside the broken cages to sever the final strands of dark magic that clung to the souls. Like water meeting fire, the enchantments hissed and dissolved under the blade's touch. The once-trapped souls erupted into cascades of radiant light, their essence soaring upward, hopefully to be reunited with their physical forms in the world beyond. For a brief moment, the rogue allowed himself the luxury of satisfaction, but it was a momentary respite. There were more souls to save, and a witch to confront. Feeling the adrenaline wane, but his determination never stronger, he vaulted back into the higher branches. Every muscle screamed with tension, every sense heightened, as he ventured further into the witch's foul domain. His heart pounded a relentless rhythm, echoing the dark drumbeat that seemed to come from the core of this malevolent orchard. He was closing in, and the true challenge was yet to come. The rogue barely had time to register the dark premonition that tingled at the base of his skull before the air around him exploded into chaos. With a cacophony that tore through the night, flaming crows burst from the canopy above. Their eyes glowed an unnatural red, and their beaks dripped molten fire, leaving streaks of flaming air as they dive-bombed toward him. But, trained in the art of war and honed in countless battles, the rogue was already in motion. With a flick of his wrist, an arrow knocked, aimed, 
and released in one seamless motion. The first crow exploded into a shower of embers before it could even squawk its demonic cry. A quick somersault in midair put him in position to tackle the next, his arrow finding its mark even as his feet barely touched the branch below. One by one, the crows burst into embers, each eruption lessening their numbers until none remained. But the forest was far from defeated. Before the rogue could catch his breath, the soil beneath him erupted as roots burst forth like serpents lunging for prey. They darted toward him with alarming speed, seeking to ensnare him in their gnarled grasp. Leaping off the branch just as a root snapped where he had stood a second earlier, he somersaulted through the air, dodging another set of roots that sought to capture him mid-flight. Drawing his razor-sharp dagger, he slashed at the wooden tendrils as he flipped, and twisted in the air. Wood splintered, sap splattered, and the rogue landed on solid ground, the roots recoiling as if in pain. Panting slightly but undeterred, he looked up and found himself in a clearing that seemed to belong to another world. The moonlight seemed reluctant to penetrate this open space, giving way to an eerie, phosphorescent glow that emanated from the ground itself. At the center of it all stood a gnarled tree so grotesque it barely resembled a tree at all. Its branches twisted into shapes resembling human limbs in torment, its bark was more like wrinkled flesh than wood, and from those branches dangled the most horrifying of all, human hearts, still beating, pulsing with a dark energy that seemed to feed the tree itself. The rogue knew this was a critical moment, one that called for his most powerful tools. From his quiver, he drew an arrow different from the others. This one was fletched with feathers from a phoenix, its point dipped in a rare herb known to nullify dark magic. With a steadiness that belied the urgency of the situation, he aimed for the very core of the tree, where the dark energy seemed most concentrated. The arrow flew true, piercing the twisted bark and burying itself deep. A deafening screech filled the air, not from any living creature, but from the tree itself, as it started to disintegrate into ashes, each particle carried away by a sudden gust of wind. Yet, even as the rogue felt a momentary victory wash over him, he sensed that the greatest challenge still lay ahead. The true heart of the orchard, and the witch herself, awaited. With bow at the ready, and his senses heightened to a razor edge, he moved on, deeper into the labyrinth of nightmares. As he moved further into the twisted maze, the rogue felt the very atmosphere thicken with menace. The phosphorescent radiance, that had lit up the clearing, now appeared to permeate the rest of the forest, casting unsettling shadows that stretched, and reached for him. Each step was an act of willpower, every breath a challenge. He knew he was drawing closer to the heart of darkness, the seat of the witch's power. Finally, he emerged into another clearing, but this one was unlike any other. The air here was dense, almost viscous, filled with an overwhelming scent of decay and malice. At the center stood a tree of colossal proportions, its branches gnarled and twisted in shapes that defied natural geometry. What made this tree truly terrifying were the trophies that adorned it, bows, arrows, and swords, the relics of heroes who had come before him and failed. Even more unnerving was the sensation that the tree was aware, that it was staring back at him with an ancient malevolence. 
A shiver cascaded down his spine, but he quelled the rising dread. This was no time for fear. Drawing his last enchanted arrow, a weapon imbued with the most potent of magics and his final hope, the rogue set his sights. His heart pounding in his chest as if aware that this was its last beat in freedom, he released the arrow. It rocketed through the air with a whistle, propelled by both string and spell, and struck the monstrous tree right where its dark heart would be. However, instead of a triumphant explosion or an ear-shattering screech, what he felt next was pain so acute it bordered on surreal. It was as if every fiber of his being was being torn asunder. Gasping, he looked down at his chest and saw a void where his heart should be. Before he could even react, his eyes were drawn to the tree. There, among the grim relics and pulsing human hearts, he saw his own heart materializing, now a part of the grim collection. It dangled from a newly sprouted branch, beating yet clearly separated from him. In that shocking instant, the rogue understood the grim reality. The tree was not a creation of the witch but an extension, a living trap that consumed the hearts of those who sought to defeat it. As his vision blurred, his last thought was the cruel realization that he was to become a part of the orchard he had fought so fiercely to dismantle. His body started to stiffen, his flesh turning to bark, his limbs to branches. His bow and arrows found their places among the other relics, hanging like ornaments on what was now his arboreal form. The rogue had become the newest, cursed addition to the witch's malevolent orchard. As his limbs contorted, elongating into wooden branches, the rogue felt a finality settling in. With each passing moment, his body was losing its human characteristics, his skin turning to bark, and his veins to xylem and phloem. Even as he underwent this ghastly transformation, his thoughts remained oddly lucid, a small island of self-awareness in a sea of gnawing despair. The irony was not lost on him, he had become what he'd sought to destroy, another cursed tree in an orchard of horrors. Just then, something extraordinary happened. His bow and quiver detached from his stiffening back, levitating in the air for a moment before being drawn towards his newly forming branches. They arranged themselves with an almost deliberate grace, becoming ornaments on what had once been an agile, fierce rogue. It was as if the orchard was claiming its final victory, turning the weapons of its would-be destroyer into symbols of its undying malevolence. However, as his bow settled into its new woody home, the rogue felt a sudden surge of energy coursing through his being, or what was left of it. His awareness expanded, and he felt a new kind of vision settling in. He could see the entire orchard now, every twisted tree, every imprisoned heart, and something else, another presence moving stealthily through the woods. It was another adventurer, armed and ready for battle, eyes filled with determination, and for the first time, the rogue understood the full depth of his new cursed existence. He couldn't communicate, couldn't warn or guide, but he could watch, and in that moment, he realized he would be a silent sentinel for every new soul who dared to venture into the witch's trap. And so, under the pallid glow of the moonlight, the rogue settled into his twisted fate, not just as another cursed tree, but as a guardian of a grotesque prison he had once sought to dismantle. He had become a twisted form of hope in a place devoid of it, 
a sentinel who couldn't protect but could bear silent witness to the never-ending cycle of tragedy and darkness that was the witch's orchard.